I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters. I have a tuna. I'm in your face. Welcome back to the Fast Five Minute Podcast, everyone's favorite podcast about five minutes of the Fast and the Furious movie. Uh, today we're on episode eight, which is minute 35 to 40. My name is Stone, and as always, with me is my co-host, Guard. How are you today? Stone, it was almost not as always tonight with the betrayal I felt from this episode. <laughs> the betrayal? Oh, of the episode. I thought you were saying that I betrayed no, you. No. I got sad. Not a betrayal from you. you... <laughs> a betrayal uh, in the podcast we're about to get into. One okay, of the fair enough. I thought I betrayed you and got sad for a second, but I'm glad to know that I haven't. No, <laughs> you're still you're still uh, an elite group of friends of mine. You're still oh, great. Counted among them. I love to be reassured of that every once in a while, just to make sure. Yes. Well, great. Um, guard, uh, this is a hot episode. And I want to get into it. Tell you what, brother. But first, I think you might have a sponsor. I do, and uh, this sponsor is going to get a lot of clicks, a lot of revenue. I anticipate this being our most popular episode. So good for them good, for we getting need in it. on it. Uh, this week, brought to you by Deep Dark Secrets. <laughs> Don't want anyone to know what you've been up to. Started something uh, you regret, but now it's too late to get out. Consider keeping Deep Dark Secrets. Consider it, yeah. Keep them deep down inside and never bring them up. Never reveal. Them. Never bring them up. Well, guard. Uh, well, let's get into it. How would you? Would you like to let the audience know how this five minutes began or how it ended? I don't know if I can, man. I, I cannot describe to you the feelings that I had watching this five minute segment. But well, I hope you can try because that's I'll the whole point of this podcast. This episode began with what I thought at the time. To be Brian uh, being arrested. Oh, interesting. And it ended with uh, a floppy disk being inserted into a computer in a dusty garage. <laughs> That's bizarrely true. Yep, yep. Should we just get right into the meat of things here up front? Yeah, well, let's, I mean, the first scene, we come back to Brian in his red truck. The cops had just pulled him over. Second number one, their guns are out and pointed at him. <laughs> Yeah, they. Uh, I was very confused. I thought this was a police overreaction situation. Yeah, it sure seems like it. Uh, he gets out of his car, starts walking backwards toward them. He asked, what did I do? They respond with, shut up, you know. Yeah, they're, <laughs> As a, they're furious with him. Yeah, they're furious with him being upset that they have their guns pointed at him. And then guard, <laughs> what happens? Well, and then jokes on us, Brian's a fucking snitch, dude. Brian is a cop. He, these cops that put him in handcuffs and put him in his car, take him to their cop hideout where he is one of They're the cops. They're his work colleagues, dude. Brian's They're, been undercover this whole time. He's been undercover this whole time. We thought Brian was a cool, laid-back dude from Arizona. Psych. Fucking And I'm going to go ahead and confirm, I've never seen this movie. <laughs> I thought, I must have seen the second one or something, dude. I have no recollection. I mean, this hit me like a semi-truck. I was guard, blind, totally blindsided. Guard, this absolutely tickles me because I couldn't ask you if you knew about this twist. 
for fear that you wouldn't know and then i'd be ruining it so i'm so happy that this is paying off i had no idea um this reminds me uh, just a quick side note i showed my grandmother all of the star wars one time uh, and and she ended episode uh five not knowing or realizing for the first time that darth vader was luke's father and it was it's just one of my favorite memories of all time and this is up there not as good but uh (laughs) it's in the same ballpark sorry you're not my grandma i had no idea and i've searched myself uh let's just catch everyone up uh super quick brian has been street racing he's really bad at oh this explains why he's so bad at street racing yeah because he's not a street racer he's a fucking cop yeah we've been shitting on him for what six seven episodes now yeah and jokes on us a driver he is and he's an undercover cop dude i'm this couldn't have i'm so excited what an absolute treat on my day that this is what in the (laughs) wild west dude so yeah he comes into this house and there's like a whole cop um setup in there we get a glimpse of a wall hold on hold on okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm not only am i reeling from the reveal but i let's just point out where they are really quick they go to a mansion-esque style abode uh, which has an outdoor fireplace and a pool uh, and a bridge over the pool. And I say, what in the flying fuck is going on here? Brian says, uh, hey, Sarge, great place. It's better than the last shithole you confiscated. So their whole base of operations for this undercover mission is a confiscated house. Yeah, man, you think uh-huh. the police force is going to pay for that? No. Pardon me, dude? That's probably how they got the cars, too. <laughs> Why wouldn't they just set up base in the police station? Because they need to be on location in a swanky-ass Hollywood house, buddy. But for I what don't, reason? I don't know. The, the cops have a department in Hollywood. Guard, but that's a, f- a lot less fun location. I need a fax from the serious on this, dude. Well, I guess what? I'm not giving it to you because I didn't look <laughs> it up. Listeners, write in. If we have any police listeners out there, please write in. I have some more questions coming up that I don't have answers to either. Yeah, do we have any cops that have ever worked uh, semi-heists in L.A. around the year 2000 <laughs> in Hollywood? Write in. Please write us in. Uh, because I highly doubt that police officers run entire... We're not taught... So let's just set the scene really quick. <laughs> These guys walk into this mansion... And there's not, like, two dudes in there that are undercover as well. Oh, there's, no. like, 20 to 30 cops in yeah, this they house. Have, they have, like, their whole living room set up where there's, like, like temporary tables with computers on them. Like, it's a whole They've made a it's police a whole station operation. in the mansion. Yeah, because would you rather do your work in a stuffy police station, boo, or That's in a so sweet stupid. Hollywood mansion? That's so dumb, but uh, great point. I would rather work in a mansion, sure, but... I just cannot imagine that any police officers actually use confiscated property to run missions out of. So we come into the police house, the police uh, bachelor pad. I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah, I think it is a bachelor pad because I don't think there's any lady cops in the entire city. Oh, no, it's 2000. They weren't allowed back then. (laughs) Right. I'm glad to see we've really uh, moved forward since then. But... Did you, your eagle eye, catch the uh, wall of photos when we come in? 
Stone, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't catch any details or Easter <laughs> eggs in this entire episode because I was flabbergasted the Well, good time. thing I'm here because we come in and the first thing we see is half the screen is a wall of pictures and half is like the open living room office area. And on sure. the walls, you see that they've been scoping out Dom and the crew. There's a mugshot of Dom. There's a mugshot of Vince. There's a shot of Mia, of the rest of the crew, like, doing just day-to-day things, standing next to cars. So, like, they got their eye on these nerds. Yeah, They're really tracks. watching them. That yeah. tracks. I, I mean, I don't know what crimes they've possibly committed up until now, <laughs> but uh, we get a glimpse into the crime they're investigating. Um, real quick, side note, there are women in the building... Uh, I spoke too soon. <laughs> oh, apologies to the apologies. Fast and Furious crew. Hashtag feminism. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, now, let's... Uh, okay, first of all, m- another thing I am t- having a little hard time ha- wrapping my head around. Dude, you are, you're losing it, man. You can't... I can't... This really you. this really this knocked, you off, knocked your so- socks off, huh, bud? Oh, dude, yeah. I, I, have no, I, don't, I just don't know how I've gone. Like, I've seen like three or four of the movies, and I don't ever remember his time being referenced as an undercover cop. Awesome. <laughs> and I know, like, they become friends somehow, so, like, I don't know how they're going to get over that hurdle, so that, <laughs> looking forward to that. But Yeah, yeah, we do know that at some point they become family, so now you have that to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't know how Dom would ever accept a police officer in the family because it seems like... Well, I was told this episode that he spent time in jail for beating a man almost to death. Oh, we'll get to that. But anyway, the first thing chronologically, well, besides the reveal that he was a cop that blew my socks off, was the fact that that car that got absolutely blown to shit, uh, his car that he's been racing, was an $80,000 car. $80,000. That also blew my socks off. That is a lot. For a uh, <laughs> mid two thousands, early two thousand, late nineties yeah, eclipse. It's an incredible amount for that uh, vehicle. Also, and, Bri- and hold on, Brian said he only put ten thousand dollars under the hood. The rest of the car didn't cost seventy thousand. So what they so they put ten thousand under the hood. The car cost ten, and they had another sixty in cash in the back seat. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, and it went up when smoke with the car, which is a huge shame. Um, <laughs> what yeah, are the... they spending taxpayer dollars on in this fictional universe, dude? Again, this had to have been a confiscated car, right? I guess, but then why is the police or the head of the FBI so furious about? Yeah, speaking of the head of the FBI, he is awfully mad that Brian wrecked this $80,000 car with no concern for the fact that... Uh, Brian almost died because of some machine gun wielding biker boys. Like, come on, dude. Mm-hmm. Not cool. And, and just for just for clarity for everyone, since a lot of uh, most of our listeners are audio only. Uh, <laughs> in the so this scene, we Brian is an undercover cop. They take him to this mansion, and the FBI and the Hollywood uh, PD are running some sort of joint mission. So they're both in this house. Mm-hmm. We're introduced to a couple new characters of police officers and uh, FBI heads. Uh, and uh, so here's another bombshell for you. The reason the FBI has been called in and the reason Brian's undercover is because some roving uh, gang of 
car thieves has stolen $6 million total, and $1.2 million of that was DVD players and digital cameras. Yeah, now we're going back all the way to episode one where the truck driver said, we got a money load here, and we all goofed. Yeah, man, that was a money load, apparently. <laughs> a $1.2 million money load. Yeah, man, I might... DVDs and cameras. Yeah, I'm thinking about a career change. Holy shit. <laughs> Here's a little uh, fact for you. In 2000, uh, DVD players were $670. That means there was roughly 1,800 DVD players in that guy's truck that they stole. That checks out, I think. <laughs> I have no Estimating idea. Estimating the size of a truck and DVD players in my sure. little brain. I have no idea. My spatial awareness uh, cannot comprehend 1,800 DVD players. Yeah, I have no idea if that would fit. Four hijackings over two months. Like, they're, they're, getting, they're getting a lot each time, and good on them. It's been the same cars. We know that because of the green lights underneath. Oh it's God. their calling card. Oh, my God. I can't even... We also, according to the FBI agent, we also know that the cars are the same every time because he has analyzed the tire tread left on the pavement from their swerving. Yeah. And from the tire tread, he can tell that it's a specific kind of tire. And because of the specific kind of tire, they know that they're street racers. So that's why Brian's there. It all makes sense now, right? Right? <laughs> That is the hugest leap of logic I've ever heard in my life. You're going to pay for an $80,000 car to be destroyed and risk the life of an undercover agent on the fact that the tires were identified as street racing tires. I know. I was thinking about that, too, because saying like that was an $80,000 car, I'm like, holy shit, and it was $6 million total. And I'm like, is it worth taxpayer money to assemble this whole team for the $6 million? I was trying to do that math in my head. Uh, Absolutely not. Yeah. How many people I, I would you say were in sure. that house? Oh, probably a good dozen. Okay. And what would you say in F, uh, sal an average salary between... The FBI agent all the way down to the coffee guy. I would say $45,000. Oh, I forgot about the coffee guy. We'll get back to that in a second. That was my <laughs> favorite say, line in the scene. Let's call it like, let's call it like $20 an hour, right? Sure. So, so 12 people at $20 an hour is $240 an hour times a week is $9,600. They've been here for at least a month. They've paid about forty grand in salary minimum, plus another eighty thousand for that. Eighty thousand for the car. I thought the salary was gonna be more. <laughs> now that eighty thousand dollar car is seeming way too bonkers. <laughs> These guys have stolen six million dollars. And we've already paid like uh, we've already spent like a hundred twenty thousand dollars to fight the crime. Yeah, it's crazy. Um back to the coffee guy real quick. Because I sure, thought this yeah. was so funny. This was before we learn about all this stuff and we get all this backstory. <laughs> There's a guy that says, like, hey, boss, you want some coffees? And he says, yeah, let's make it four iced cappuccinos. Yeah, and I what think, an order, dude. And I think, wait, what? Are, is he going to go on a coffee run? No, they come up in glass mugs. <laughs> and, and not only that, he goes regular or decaf. And then the boss's response is, uh decaf i think <laughs> so think? all four of these high strung dudes 
are sipping decaffeinated iced, mo- mo- uh, what is it, cappuccinos. Cappuccinos out of little glass mugs. That were homemade by the guy whose job is to make coffee, dude. And, like, again, it's the thing in this movie where that's not a weird conversation to have in real life, but why dedicate 15 seconds and four different lines to make sure we know why they have iced cappuccinos in their FBI meaning. Yeah, why it's would... It's fucking insane. Just say, hey, just say, grab me some coffee. That's it. Like, don't even say that. It's so weird. They spent t- screen time it's on like, that. It's like a, an interaction that would only come out of, like, a movie like The Room, where they the people the making the movie bugs. has never seen or understood a movie before, and he's like, yeah, we need to put this in. It's so bizarre. Again, yeah, in, I totally in agree. all of it's these... So in all of the craziness that is this movie, I get surprised by the little things, like a yeah. weird conversation about iced cappuccinos. I love it. I love it so yeah. much. Um, by the way, the the police captain that's that's made to look like kind of a dork, his last name's Tanner. Don't care for that at all. Oh yeah. Also, shout, just so the listeners know, Guard is is isn't Guard's first name. It's his middle name. Uh, yeah. Should we explain that? I don't know. It, I don't think it matters. All that matters is one of my names is Tanner, and I don't like that I share a name with this fictional dork. Fair enough. Uh, Stone isn't my middle name. Where is it? Hmm. Hmm. Leave say. that up to the listeners to decide. <laughs> yeah. Is Stone even his uh, an actual name? It sounds made up to me. <laughs> it sounds made up to a lot of people. I get that all the time. Uh, so... So we also learn uh, Brian's motivations. He's trying to make it to Special Agent Brian. Detective, now. Wait, I thought he was trying to be... No, he's trying to become a detective. He works for the police. He's the... Oh, yeah, okay. So he works for the police. He's trying to become a detective at the FBI? Question mark? Or can the FBI just make him? point. I don't... It was... He's trying to be... To my interpretation, he is working because the guy said we could help with that, not I could do it. So okay. I think he's trying to maybe he a just has pull. In the police department. Okay, okay. I, I my brain was stuck on the the four cappuccinos. I couldn't. It, uh, well, this was too much for so, it. Sure, rightfully so. Um. So yeah, Brian's trying to become a detective. Uh, what a stupid way to meet up with him. By the way. Uh, he's just gonna get so he'll have to check in with them at least like once a week right so yeah do they do this pick him up from the street uh, like <laughs> it's gonna be obvious outside him. of his work every like, time hmm, they need to brief him cough. they leave yeah. his truck on the side of the road and put him in handcuffs like yeah for hours at a time his work just in the middle of the day at work like is his but boss he also no yeah because he said as they're walking in there's a line that says like oh he's cooperating right and he's like yeah he's cooperating like someone who's gonna get jail time if he doesn't and i'm like that's oh mean. that was his boss i was yeah. wondering why they randomly said that yeah no yeah that was harry because he works at harry's i think but yeah his boss is in on it um but yeah then the the detective or the fbi guy says that we need to figure this out before the truckers take the matters into their own hands don't know what that means. Okay, so what we saw from the first heist is that the trucker fought off the person with a bat. Let the truckers carry a gun, and that would have been stopped. Let them yeah. take it into their own hands a little bit. Like, what? that seems like a I good way to stop these I don't see how it's a bad thieves. thing to me. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what he meant by that. I, they're like, they're going to start a turf war between the yeah. truckers and the gang. Like, I don't know what they're trying to prevent. Again, if that trucker had 
anything other than a small baseball bat, he probably could have fended off the person that just climbed through his front windshield. Via so maybe that's a grappling hook. Yeah. Let them start carrying around bolt cutters. Yeah, it's... And also, again, just thinking through the logic of this movie, because of the tires at the scene are racing tires, it's in the straight racing community, so that means Brian's going to get in with the with Dom and the gang because they're the center of the street racing community. Yeah, Dom might not be doing it, but he knows something about it. And How about instead of doing that, they put Brian undercover as, I don't know, working in the truck yard? <laughs> Where we know, a for a, more sense. we know yeah. for a fact these crimes are happening. Instead, let's just let him go drag race. <laughs> what? Yeah, have a, Yeah, it's the weirdest concept for a film. I guess this movie would be a lot less interesting if it was about Brian hanging out at a truck yard. So fair <laughs> enough, I guess. Uh, also, a little tidbit about Dom you might not have known. He's got nitrous oxide for blood and a gas tank for a brain. I don't know what that means, but uh, that's According how... According to Police Chief Tanner. Yeah, that's... You shouldn't trust him because he has nitrous oxide in his blood and a gas tank for a brain. Why not just say he's not trustworthy? Why do you have to make a weird <laughs> analogy about it? Bizarre. Yeah. Another little bizarre part of the written word there. Yeah. He he, he spit that sick line after we learned that uh, Toretto's uh, time he did in Lompoc is because he nearly beat someone to death. Huh. Uh, by the way, uh, one of our listeners wrote in to me this week and said there, Delbert, shout out, said there are many ways to pronounce Lompoc, and he thinks Dom might have got one of them. Huh. Okay. I didn't realize a word could be pronounced many ways, but he says he's from that area, and he says uh, that is indeed the case. Wow, a local. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, shout out. Um... So this this essentially wraps up our time at the station because we do have another half of this scene to get Dude, to. Dude, that's my favorite part about this five minutes is like we had a whole episode of a whole five minutes dedicated to a house party. We had a whole five minutes yeah. dedicated to a stupid race. Mm -hmm. We had a whole five minutes dedicated to running from the cops and meeting up with the bicycle gang, <laughs> motorcycle then, gang. That's the word the I was looking for. biggest reveal. It's over in... Two and a half minutes. Mm -hmm. I mean, the a bombshell reveal. A bombshell reveal, and they give it less time than running from the cops. Awesome. So funny. <laughs> Super strange. Super strange. Um, but Stone, this little transition uh, will take us to this week's episode, this week's installment of Woodstone Drive That. Oh, because uh, I was going to say the last thing he says as he leaves the police station is, I need another car, which is true. His blew up. Yes, that is uh, indeed the case. Uh, and uh, Stone, you might be wondering, does that lead into Woodstone Drive that? Have you done does any it? research on the Supra? Absolutely, I have. Well, doesn't fucking matter, pal, because that's not what we're doing the segment on. Great, I, I love this, the old switcheroo. The, I pulled the, I pulled it, I timed it to pull the rug out from under you, dude. This don't I look like a fool? Yeah, indeed. This week's segment of Woodstone Drive that is an extremely special segment. <laughs> okay, and it's special because this car that you may or may not decide to drive. Isn't in uh, the film The Fast and the Furious. 
Oh. But rather, a viewer, a listener has wrote in uh, <laughs> regarding their own vehicle uh, and asking some tips from Car Guy Stone. Yeah, I saw that email. I was going to talk about it later, but let's bring it up right now. Uh, he said a long list of things wrong with a car. So Josh for- Graham, Josh Graham, brother of Tyler Graham, uh, who, and I bring that up because they've both driven this car in their lifetimes. I have rode in said car. Uh, <laughs> Stone, tonight's Woodstone Drive that is a 1991 Ford Taurus. Okay. Let me Before Google I that really you, quick so I know what it looks like. <laughs> Google a picture only because you still have to see if you'd buy oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, before I have you uh, decide, I'm going to... So, <laughs> Mr. Graham left a litany of <laughs> reasons the car is in poor condition. But yeah, I'm going, 16 and I, to be exact. I do have his permission to use the car for Woodstone Drive that, I want to say. <laughs> he left 16 reasons uh, or issues with the car. I'm going to read three of my favorites. Okay. 1991 Ford Taurus 1, only one door opens. It's the front non-driver's side, which is highly unfortunate for accessing the driver's seat. That is tough. Getting into the driver's seat is an important part of the driving experience. Very true. It makes it tougher considering reason five. The engine randomly dies, also usually going down uh, steep hills. This usually leaves me with the mm, predicament nope. on my hands. Should I bail out the side because uh, he can't go out the driver's side door or, st- or right out the storm? He hasn't jumped yet. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, way to hold strong there, Josh. And reason eight, the passenger seat is locked in the furthest down position. This increases the unlikelihood of me bailing out the side even more. Yeah, I read through these and... Um... Yeah, it doesn't seem like a great car. Am I talking about this specific car if I would drive no, it? No, 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 no. I, I, uh, so I'm glad you asked. I took the liberty of Kelly Blue Booking a 1992 Ford Taurus. Uh, Kelly Blue Book doesn't exist for 91 cars or older. Uh, I did put it in poor condition, but not okay. as poor as this car seems to be. <laughs> not now, held together by still, duct tape I will poor. say pros. Uh, uh, this car gets 21 highway miles per gallon one of the worst we've ever rated and in this particular car license to ill is stuck in the tape player so you can listen to that i do like that album a lot it's a good one how much would you pay for a 1992 Ford taurus red poor condition Mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to say like seventeen hundred dollars uh close uh kelly blue book put a fair price estimate at 143 (laughs) dollars That is so incredibly low. <laughs> um, that being said, Woodstone drive that. Okay, again, I need clarification on the game. <laughs> yeah, sure. Do I have to get rid of every other car I own and exclusively drive this? Yeah, you're in desperate need for a car in the game. Then that's going to be a no from Stone. Yeah, you'd buy something else. <laughs> See, and my my thought here is if I found a Ford Taurus that was running and in awful shape for two hundred dollars i'd absolutely buy it okay for fun for giggles and fun because i want to be a car guy and wrench on a car say right now you maybe would buy it yeah yeah but i also josh does listen to the podcast and he will try to sell this to you but i uh from the list of things wrong with his cars i don't fucking want it (laughs) okay not this specific car good call but i mean a two hundred dollar car to to have fun in but I also get to keep my car that gets me to work every day. I mean, I'd be into that. Right. 
Um, okay, there you have it, Josh. Uh, Stone <laughs> wouldn't drive yours specifically, but maybe he'll get back to you on uh, his mechanic uh, opinion on those. Uh, also, a quick while we're here, a quick shout out to Shaden. Uh, he had an excellent email to the podcast as well. We appreciate all emails. Uh, Everyone. All emails to the podcast, and I'll respond to all of them. The fast number five pod at gmail.com. Let's get back into the episode. Back into the episode where I thought we were going, but we took a hard right turn down <laughs> Taurus Lane. Uh, Brian shows up with his 10-second car to show Dom. And it's a piece of shit. It's worse than the Taurus. Oh, b- buddy. It, it's trashed. Can I... Okay, so you're not wrong. The car that shows up, it's on a trailer. It looks like it was on fire. Um, they're at Toretto's shop, which now we know he Stone, owns a to shop. To be clear, Stone's not exaggerating. I believe it is meant to look like it was in a fire. Yeah, it looked like it caught on fire, and it's, like, completely fucked up. I but... thought it was Brian's car. Like, for a second, <laughs> I thought Brian towed his car back to the shop that blew up. But this is a late 90s Toyota Supra. Brian says, pop the hood. They pop it up, and they see that there's a diamond in the rough in this engine bay because it has a 2JZ engine. Guard, did you do any research on the 2JZ? I was too excited to do the Taurus stuff, so I spent all my time searching Taurus stuff. Great, because I did, and uh, I'd like to talk about it for just a second in a little bit of car talk with Stone. Oh, sure. Take us to your corner by the fire. So, the 2JZ engine... Uh, absolutely rules, and it was, like, the best engine for 25-ish years. Like, it won all every drag race because Toyota just over-engineered the absolute living shit out of this engine. So yeah, around cool. this time, they did a handshake with all other Japanese uh, car makers and said, let's not make cars too powerful because people in Japan are getting in a lot of car wrecks. They oh. all shook hands, and then none of them did that. But they did rein it back a little bit. But the economy in Japan was great. They were trying to keep it low on the horsepower. So they just over-engineered it. So it could handle so, so, so much more power than it came out stock. And that's why people in the tuner community love it. Because it's so bulletproof. It's like a cast iron block. And just like every component is like really well made. That you can just bolt on aftermarket parts and just go way too fast with these engines okay hell yeah they're so sought after and so nice i was looking on ebay today and you can't find like one in good shape engine alone out of the car for under like four or five thousand dollars holy hell nicer ones with lower miles can go seven to eight thousand dollars engine alone so when he says it could be a 10 second car and like it does look like junk just know that that engine is an absolute beast and uh, it makes some of the fastest cars that have ever like ran a drag strip. So a passing grade on this. Yeah, yeah, because again, it's like it's the engine that you want and if you can slop it in another car or get everything else around it running, that's why Supras are crazy expensive they're always going to be crazy expensive and why they were the fastest car for 25 years. Um, and, and Stone, that's a great uh, little history fact. I appreciate Welcome. that. <laughs> and to tie it into the, to what's going on in the episode, um, Brian has uh, 
been gifted this car from, I believe, the impound lot. Yeah, yeah. The cop said, you blew up a nice running car. Here's a piece of garbage. I don't think you can blow this up. And he probably just gave it to him. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think it was definitely confiscated from a criminal as well, which, again, I don't think you can give evidence to undercover cops like that. But who knows? Right into us, police officers, please. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so he says, I got you a 10-second car. Like, they laugh at it, but they look at the engine. They say, all right, let's get to fucking work. Yeah. Um, Jesse, what accent work is he doing there? <laughs> I don't know. I thought that, too, where I'm like, your lines are a little weird, but... Yeah, he was doing some interesting choices. Maybe we can ask friend of the show, Chad Lindbergh, who has liked our Twitter account. He he liked one tweet, so we can say friend of the show. Friend of the show, Chad Lindbergh. <laughs> Shout out one time. Oh, uh, well, yeah, he'll, he'll be on eventually because he's friend of the show, right? <laughs> I would think so. Yeah. Uh, um, perhaps a nod to a future episode there. Um, and the rest of the episodes essentially fixed up, uh, essentially them getting badass parts for the car and doing a little montage of those. There is a cool montage where there's lots of parts laid out. Um, before that, uh, Dom says to Brian, when you're not working at your job, you're working here, which oh, I think, right. oh, nice. Like he's inviting him into the crew. And then cool, his sister says, uh, he owns you now. And I thought yeah. that was a weird thing to say to your Super potential weird. lover. Super weird thing to say to uh, the guy you're into about your brother owning him. Yeah, yeah. Not a great way to blossom that relationship, but I guess he's going to be around more, so I guess that's good for them. I'd be know. turned off, but um, who knows what Brian likes. Uh, and uh, as we discovered this episode, it doesn't fucking matter because he's going to do anything in his power to stay in the crew. Yeah, um, I also like that the, during the, to begin the montage of getting parts and starting to put this car back together, um, apparently making a run to the store is a whole crew activity because we see a <laughs> shot of the truck, Brian's truck, filled with parts coming down the road. Take and two trips, on, right? on every single <laughs> angle is four of the crew's cars just surrounding him. Because so apparently that's how they get, when they need to go get milk, they all roll they, out. They all just go to the store to get the milk. They take their separate cars. They take their separate cars and then one person carries everything and the rest surround them as they drive uh, back. None so of dumb. them are in the right lane. They're just driving down the middle of the road. That's what they're going to get busted for, man. Yeah, for people Reckless that are driving. potentially doing crimes, they just drive right down the middle of the street a lot. This, is a, this whole movie is a PSA about reckless driving, man. Yeah, and then the last thing we see after the shot of all the parts is we see a hand with a floppy disk, put it in a computer, and a, a nice little animation of a Supra pops up on the ancient screen, and that's the end. Yeah, it's... It was a good five minutes. It was a... It was a crazy five minutes. I, quite frankly, I'm exhausted. Yeah, man. I imagine for you having to deal with all of that after... It was an emotional actual, betrayal, dude. Actual weeks, months of buildup for us, and you get that Literal, emotional betrayal? Over a month of buildup. And I'm... I mean, normal movie time, people are hit with this at minute 35 into the film. Like, in the first half of the movie. <laughs> Phil, for me over here, I, I just got hit with this after... 
months, seven weeks of build We've up. We've thought dude. about this this dumb movie so much, and my now we're getting fried. That. My brain's a mush. Yeah, my brain feels like it's a gas tank or whatever that guy said. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you're gonna start pronouncing Lompoc weird. Yeah, I'm about to shave my head, but badly. Oh. <laughs> Cut off all my sleeves. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, let's get into other stuff while we still have uh, words to speak with. All right, Guard, what are your other stuff? God only knows what my other stuff is this week, man. I I don't know. I, I didn't have room for anything. I'll <laughs> your tell you other about... stuff is, is rethinking through your entire life because of this movie? It was. <laughs> I, I, I will say for our non-podcast movie club that you and I are part of, we watched Spy Kids 3D. So I guess I'll use that for my other stuff, and I'll take this time to say it is a horrific movie. Oh, yeah. It's really bad. I had fun watching it, though. I I didn't. But I I'm also a, I'm a, I'm a weird sicko. I'm a weird sicko that likes to watch bad things for pleasure. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I'm big into that, if, if you haven't noticed by now, guard. <laughs> Trust me. I've known for a while. <laughs> is that uh, is that all you have for me? That's all I have. I, I was emotionally drained this week by this reveal. I, I couldn't find time in my week to watch anything else. And we all understand. And we're going to be praying. You're going to be in our prayers that you yeah, make it through be this. with me. Uh, what was um, your other stuff, Stone? My other stuff is um, I bought a Nintendo Switch and have just been Hell yeah. playing that at any uh, spare time I have. I bought it specifically to play Pokemon Snapshot because I'm 12, just That's so everyone true. knows. Um, it's a game where you don't, you literally just take pictures of Pokemon. That's it. That's the whole game. Uh, uh, the original came out in 1999, and me and my brother played the living shit out of it on the N64. And 22 short years later, we finally got a sequel, so I had to fork over the money and get a switch and i'm happy with the purchase i've been playing that and the uh newest zelda legend of zelda breath of the wild and it's really okay. fun hell yeah that does sound really fun. i haven't been able to get into a single player game in a while and i think just being able to play 20 minutes on the couch or laying in bed or wherever is really helping me get through it and i'm really enjoying it so that's in case you had any reservations about that game that came out in 2017, let me tell you, it's good. <laughs> okay. I mean, all our other stuff suggestions are usually anywhere from one to 30 years old for our ratings. So I, yeah, that that's one fair. will be fine too. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of tracks for yeah. how we do things. Also, everyone, go follow us on Twitter. Go follow us on Instagram. We post when we have a new episode, we post goofy, silly things uh give us a like give us a follow it's at the fast five pod fast the fast the number five pod instagram and twitter that's our gmail right in uh we love to hear from you guys well stone that's all the time we have tonight but as always remember to spay and neuter your pets dude you're gonna take that from bob barker